in movies, TV series, video games, books, and more. This is Potential Picks. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Potential Picks. I'm your host, Taylor Sokol, and joined by my co-host and best pal, Chris Dewar. Today's episode, we are reviewing the American animated coming-of-age fantasy comedy film, Turning Red, produced by Pixar Animated Studios and distributed by Walt Disney. Uh, this was uh, streaming directly to Disney+. Plus. Uh, this is directed by Domi Shi, and actually her feature directorial debut. Um, was really interested to to see about this movie. I think Chris and I would both agree on this. We are huge Pixar fans. Anything Pixar comes out with, we're going to watch, we're going to love. Proven track record. And so I remember seeing the previews of this in, in theaters, and of course the pandemic. We said this a lot, but it got pushed back and back, and I think... Disney's being very smart and just having a lot of these direct to Disney Plus for the streaming uh, service uh, with no extra charge, which is great. But really, uh, really excited about this film. And like any Pixar film, it touches the heartstrings. But Chris, uh, we're not going to get any spoilers here. Give us a brief uh, synopsis of Turning Red. So this film is set in Toronto. That's Canada for you. In the year 2002, we're following May. May Lindley. She's a 13-year-old Chinese-Canadian student. And she's going through that time in her life, as many young women and men do, of puberty. And she notices that she starts to have a random transformation into a giant red panda. And so this is a film where it's a coming-of-age story where, you know, you're really used to the, the perfect student, you know, definitely in Chinese culture, and I know a lot of Asian cultures, there's such a heritage thing about uh, keeping you know children in line following in the parents footsteps uh, honor and all that stuff but she's this young girl that with her friends she idolizes this boy band it's a five-member group called four town which is, is hilarious and she has like her own kind of dreams and aspirations apart from following in her mother's footsteps and so it's an interesting like the, the whole panda element is kind of the fantastical over the top kind of element to it. And there's a whole thing of, of, you know, we'll give it away of how it connects to her family's history, but it really was a film that I, I think for Pixar, this is their 25th film for the studio. And the show elements of things that I think every person eventually goes through, especially for young girls, I think there were some bold moves in this film that I don't think a lot of people would have expected from the puberty angle and from the young teen angle and the, the blend of the Western and Eastern kind of style. There's, there's, you know, obviously the Pixar animation, but these, these moments of like anime kind of plopped in there. I thought was really well done. It was really fun. It's, and it's also, you know, what kind of remind me of, we talked about this before, very similar style to um, in, in some moments to Luca with a bit of that kind of, claymation kind of look and some of the some of yeah, the almost waltz and grommet like you know some yeah. of the faces i think it's the nose shape you know i think we look at humans and how a lot of pixar movies are not with humans uh really the first one that i can remember was like the incredibles was like the you know there was boo and monsters inc but really the incredibles was like the first kind of full human human uh, human human story human cast and that was such a unique style because it was so you know 
out of a comic book kind of thing. So for this to kind of be the new thing now they're doing a lot of these stories with humans, there is like, yeah, kind of a style to it in a way. But it is just like a film that I will say, you know, before we kind of go on with this review, it was surprising that although the convenience level is always great when you can stream a new movie straight from your living room, you don't have to go out. You can literally be in your PJs, watch it on a Friday night when it comes out. But for this being in the 25th feature from Pixar, being a studio that has really only had maybe one or two clunkers, you know, really their, their track record's been so solid. And lately they've been just knocking it out of the park. This felt like one that should have had a full theatrical release along with maybe Disney Plus. And it's surprising that Disney made that move because it feels like they're kind of honoring their own studio. And Canto got to come out in theaters, even when the pandemic was a little more strong and turned around straight to Disney Plus. So interesting move on that. But I thought this film was really charming and it had a lot of great humor. And it's almost one that actually I could feel potentially they could have a sequel one day if they wanted to, to see the continued stories of May and her friends and her family. Uh, because I think there's some elements that they kind of left open that could be explored in the future. Yeah, and it, it was a very interesting move for them to take it back in, in time a little bit to you know early 2000s. So I thought really kind of set an interesting tone of like you know this is kind of the you know the turn, and we've still got like the the, the height of boy bands, you know Tamagotchis, things like that. But yeah, I, I agree. What I really got to me, and you know I'm, I'm a sucker for the emotional moments and the pull and tugging those heartstrings. I really enjoyed the mother bonding moment from the grandmother to the, her daughter uh, to May, May May and her mom. And I thought just really well done in the casting. And I think this is also great. Another great representation of we're trying to really, you know, properly represent different cultures. And I think that Disney and Pixar um, and again, movie studios are doing a lot more to represent cultures in a, in a very appropriate and very um, wholesome way. Um, and I think we've seen that. I think this just even did even better where I've, I've seen a couple other ones where I think Ryan the Last Dragon, I thought did a great job. This did a little bit better for more of a modern um, Asian culture references, but particularly Chinese culture. So yeah, I really loved it. I loved the effects. And even there's a lot of big action moments where this would have been great to see in theaters. Yeah, I mean, the red panda element is really fun to watch because due to the fact that this is an animation a lot of the film has its set color palette and set, you know, the tones and stuff. When she turns into a red panda, you really notice the fur. You really notice how her size affects when she walks on things, when she runs into things. Um, the hilarious moments where maybe just part of her body turns into red panda. It's all based on her state of emotion. So if she gets really upset or really overhyped, or even when it's things like she sees a boy she likes, her whole body can turn red panda or just part of her body. So I think that was kind of fun and clever when they chose to transform her, uh, when her emotions would take the best of her and how she kind of learns to control it a little bit. And yeah, Rosalie Chang here as May uh, with Sandra Oh, the great Sandra Oh playing her mom, Ming Lee. There really was this fun, just like there's the dual nature of they love each other, but also this is that kind of mom who really thinks she has the perfect child. So she doesn't understand that she embarrasses her all the time to some moments in this movie that were almost the extreme cringe level where even I think as a boy growing up, this would have haunted me, but I'm thinking of a girl going through that time. You know, imagine your mom showing up to school with pads, 
like the whole class would have been like what is that your mom outside in the window yeah. you see in the trailer <laughs> it's like the embarrassing level has to be like through the roof and just to think that it is like that continued cycle because it is a fun moment we get the we get grandma and the aunties all coming in at one point uh, and they're all hilarious and you see that yeah the cycle kind of continues because the mom went through the same thing when she was young so it really is yeah one that i think it's bold choice of you're still having an animated movie that pixar is doing it's a fun concept with the red panda element but you're really telling some really human stories that everyone goes through especially young girls in a way that was really fun uh interesting there's a bit of that mystical element with everything and yeah the 2002 i mean that for me was right when like that year i finished middle school and started high school and to think of like the nsync backstreet boys o-town era of that time this just spoke to me in so many ways so i really really loved it uh and for me personally i'm gonna give this an eight out of ten i thought it was a lot of fun and I would be interested if they were to continue this film into a sequel or maybe even a series one day. I'm going to, I'm going to do that as well. I'm going to give it an eight out of 10 um, there. Like you said, there's a lot of room to explore other stories, maybe a prequel, maybe, you know, further sequels, who knows, but uh, we hope you enjoyed this film as much as we did. Uh, you can see now turning red streaming exclusively on Disney plus. That was this edition of potential picks. Thanks for listening to The Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Potential Podcast or on Twitter at The Potential Pod. Or you can email us. Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email, thepotentialpodcast at yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know, know your, your potential. potential.